Welcome to the Digital Transformation of Business podcast, brought to you by Hughes On. Well, here we are. We decided we had enough thought and enough ideas that we wanted to put it together and bring you a podcast. So we're sitting down here and we are going to be talking about the digital transformation of business. I've got two friends here with me. Guys, why don't you introduce yourselves? Yeah, my name is Chuck Keeler. I do a lot of marketing, creative work. Yeah, and I'm Curtis Campbell. I'll try to make my voice a little bit different than Chuck's, but turns out his voice sounds a little bit like mine, I guess. Um, But no, I'm Curtis Campbell. I'm a marketing manager as well. Um, I'm more focused on the business development and tactical nature of growing the Hughes digital media business for the organization. And my name is Mike Tippett, and I'm the lucky one who gets to lead this fantastic team. Well, you know what? In addition to being marketing people and product people and working here at Hughes, we're also shoppers. We go out, we, you know, we experience restaurants, we experience do-it-yourself home centers, we experience a lot of the places that are dealing with, you know, the digital transformation of business. And it's funny, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to date myself a little bit because I'm significantly older than most of you, but, you know, I can remember when we had mainframes, right, and all the control was up at the center and you had a dumb terminal and you typed a few things in, but everything came out of the, out of the center point. And in the late 70s and early 80s, we took control away from the mainframe. We brought it all down, PCs on everybody's desktop. We all had power now. We all could do our own computing. And here we are now turning around and giving it all back. We're just handing the computing back up to the cloud, whether that's for um, you know economic reasons, for horsepower reasons, or for simplicity. We're handing back all that control that we pulled away, and I'm not upset about it to be perfectly honest. But the digital transformation, and I and I think we've got some ideas uh, to talk about. But the digital transformation of business is an amazing technology change, but it's more. It's more than technology. You know, handing that, all that technology back is people are always trying to do more with less. So it's like, I mean, I'm sitting here. I know you can't see my face, but I'm looking at my iPhone, and I have a power a computer in my hand that's more powerful than a computer was 20 years ago. And so, you know, constantly trying to do more with less, and we see that trend happening across training, across digital signage, across the network and broadband optimizations out of the house. So, you know, it's consistently we're seeing that trend happen. So what do you guys think it's good to talk about this topic right now and create an entire podcast around this topic of digital transformation of business? I think, I think it's important to note that um, the digital transformation is changing. Uh, it's changing the way we approach life, to be perfectly candid. Yeah. The, the balance between seller and buyer, retailer and customer or consumer has pretty much flipped. It's almost done a 180. Uh, you know, with, with, as Curtis said, he has his iPhone in his hand. He's got more computing power than many people had 20 years ago on the, the nicest desktop. He wants to understand something about what he's looking at or where he's at or where to get to. Tip, I think it'd be really interesting to kind of get what you, what does digital transformation mean to you? Well, digital transformation for me, for, for me, is anything where I'm replacing a manual process or a non-digital uh, an analog process with some form of digital. Uh, you know, whether it's being done by a computer, it's being done by a machine, I guess robot manufacturing, that's a digital transformation. Um, I think the, the, the other thing about digital transformation is the availability. Again, you know, I talked about taking control away from the mainframes and giving it back. We're giving it back, but we're giving it back with 15 different tools in our hands that can punch into the cloud and can get that going. Right. 
Yeah, you know, and, and we've had a lot of conversations. We, I mean, I, I've chatted with a bunch of consultants before as well. And so uh, one of the questions I'd like to kind of bolt on to what I just asked is we always hear you got to find your why. So when it comes to di- digital transformation, what's been one of the ways that you've been able to see as being your why or a why of one of our customers or so on and so forth? Well, the first why that always pops at the top, and I candidly don't think it's necessarily always the best, uh, but it's cost. Can I reduce cost by doing this digitally? Um, I think the second one is the experience. Um, Customer experience is big in retail. Employee experience is big in any industry where uh, you're trying to keep your your top talent happy. Um, So I think those two things are probably the top two reasons that you see people doing that or chasing it. And uh, can you maybe think of a specific example when it it came to... And I, I, mean, I don't want to turn this really into an interview, but can you think of a specific example where you thought of maybe a customer that was on the leading edge of this transformation? Wow. Um, well, I'll, I'll give a personal experience. Uh, CarMax, you know, the, the, the auto salespeople, used car salespeople. They have turned the process of buying a used car on its ear. Uh, you sit at your computer for a couple of days, a couple of months, searching inventory, searching inventory, and they have everything down. They give you 25 pictures of the cars. They give you all the details about the cars. They give you all this information, and there's the price. There is no haggling. There is no anything. By the time you decide on the car you want, you walk onto the lot, choose to take it for a test drive, and you go fill out a couple of pieces of paper, and you're done. Right? That's a digital transformation. There's no, okay, I've got to set aside five hours to go and walk around and touch the different cars and, you know, listen to the, the salesperson tell me and then, you know, negotiate back and forth with some manager in a hidden office and, uh, you know, and then go down and, and fill out a bunch of paperwork with a pen. You know, if it happens to be your second time visiting the CarMax institution or more, there is no refilling out the paperwork. They have everything from the time before. It's, it's extremely, extremely nice. So that's a digital transformation of the customer experience, but I would put forth that it has revolutionized the way people look at buying cars. Now, this, uh, this movement of digital transformation isn't without controversy. Some would say in that example that there are fewer salespeople on the lot, it's fewer jobs, but we don't often think about the jobs that are created maybe behind the scenes, right? Maybe the infrastructure that goes into the website and the way that everything's organized, the inventory systems, for example. And so the the more visible jobs on the front line are the ones that we we notice when they go away. But there's a lot more people being employed in different areas. Oh, absolutely. I mean, first of all, you know, I don't necessarily think that there's fewer salespeople. Because every one of us that comes on that lot, we may know what we want to look at, but there's a salesperson waiting there to say, when you're ready, I'm here to answer any questions. And oh, by the way, this is how the lot's organized. And the the one thing that they've done that I think is really great, and I don't want to turn this into a 20-minute ad for CarMax, is they all get paid the same. They get paid for the number of cars they personally help move, but it's the same per car, whatever it is, $100, $200, whatever it is. They, you sell a $60,000 car, you sell a you know, $20,000 car, you get paid the same. Um, so it's a lot less annoying. But to your point, Chuck, uh, no, do you think about the infrastructure that's behind all of this? There's, there's knowledge worker jobs, hundreds of them, that have been created because of that. And I think as a society, we need to attack digital transformation with the idea that, hey, we need to reskill and retool as many, you know, as many workers as we can. And it's 
obviously it's not it's not destroying our our economy here in the U.S. because we're at all time we're at all time unemployment highs or lows rather unemployment lows employment highs. Right. They had to have that car ready for you to come look at when you decided I want to go take a look at it. So how are the successful partakers in this digital transformation able to get their employees to buy onto this idea? Uh, well, it comes down to communication. You got, you need to tell them. Look, this is going to make us all better. Okay, let's let's come let's come to any any retail sized organization. Hey, we are implementing kiosks. Well, why is that going to replace me? Goodness, no. It's going to let the kiosk do the mundane. Is this in stock? Do you have this color? Do you have my size? Can you ship that size to my home? And it's going to let you, the retail associate. Be the customer's advocate. Be the customer's assistant. Be the customer's friend. Right? I, you know, I posted a, a blog some some weeks ago where I put forward the idea that the store associate of the future is going to be a consultant. Right. This is going to be a man or woman who has been trained, not just high school and college. They joined the company. They got trained on how we take care of our customers and what's in our stores and what's in our service bureau and what's in our whatever it is that we're providing. Welcome, Chuck. It's good to have you here. I remember when you were here a few weeks ago, you were looking for your daughter's this and, and how did the birthday go? It's no more just, oh, let me go look in the back and find out if we've got this. We'll let the machine do that. It's that mantra of people buy from people. You know? Absolutely. And so... Um, yeah, I remember back in my very, very early days with Hughes, one of the very first events I ever attended was one of the Future Stores events in Seattle. And I remember going going as an eager beaver into an ROI as part of their, their site visits and, and looking for opportunities. Hey, I should talk to these guys about digital signage or I should talk to these guys about digital transformation or whatnot. And you... You talk to them and they find and you find out that they have absolutely no interest in something like this. Because to your point just a minute ago, those people are career salespeople that know everything there is to know about hiking boots or tents or sleeping bags or hiking poles or whatever. What we don't see is what's going on behind the scenes of how they're able to leverage the cloud and this digital transformation to be able to put real-time training into the hands of their associates so that they can put their device in their pocket and then go out on the sales floor and be that person that you just referenced a minute ago. I think every sales representative, every associate can understand more people coming through our doors is better for everyone. And I think that's one of the th key things to communicate to them is that through this uh, transformation, through all of these additional and improved processes that we're implementing, um, we're going to get more people into our business, more buyers. Now, your your specific little tasks like you guys mentioned may go away and they may be turned over to a robot or a computer but now you have an opportunity to do something perhaps even more meaningful and increase business both of my uh, college graduate age daughters uh, in their jobs talk about there are times when they kind of don't have something to do you know the the job that they're doing they get caught up in their city I, and i look at them and i say then look around and ask yourself what can i do you know what could I what could I do that when I was busy I thought about and couldn't I think the same thing's true at retail. Um, you know I go into a home improvement store and me personally I'm intimidated as heck. I I don't know from turning nuts and bolts and you know screwdrivers and and drills. But if I had an individual who walked up to me who had done this for years 
and came and said, okay, what is it you're trying to do? I described my project, and they said, okay, listen, you're going to take some of this, and you're going to take some of that. And they're not having to stop and run over here and show another customer where these products are and where those products are. The, the customer can find that out from a... Uh, kiosk or from an app on their phone. That's the biggest problem is I watch these folks at the home improvement stores and, and they're just, they're busy running around showing people where stuff is and the one individual who truly needs to stop and, and really just have some confidence built into them for, for five minutes or more can't get that level of service because there's six people waiting to be told where, you know, where do I find XYZ part? You know, hey, where can I find this? Or like, oh, I'm a plumbing guy. I'm not, you know, I'm not an electrician. I'm not a power tool guy. I'm not a lumber guy. And so therefore, even more to your point a few minutes ago of having that true consultant, let me take you to the, either this kiosk or let me take you down this and help you start your buyer journey. Or let me find that person who's an expert in roofing, an expert in plumbing. I can do that with my device. I could do it right now. They can be over here in 30 seconds. Um, another thing we see is that this technology that, uh, in the hands of these associates, this this technology is helping them uh, communicate best practices throughout the organization, whereas before it, might, it would have been much more difficult. So if one associate or two associates get together and they figure out that this is a better way to help this type of customer with this type of topic, they can now, if the organization has a system in place that allows it, they can share that idea, they can make a short video on their phone, share it to the with the organization. The organization can spread that across the distributed enterprise, helping a lot of associates conquer a problem that one or two associates in one location have figured out. Oh, user-generated content. I mean, any organization that has a large, in, you know, base of employees, they they know for a fact the employee base knows how to do things far better than they do it yes, you know in the absolutely. average tower so let's let's extract that knowledge from the field let's reward it you know with something as simple as recognition up to as you know impactful as 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 cash money but let's extract that knowledge out of the field and get it everywhere that we possibly can you know Curtis you put a blog post up not too long ago about hey listen uh, I went in and I learned about um, barbecue grills because it was coming up on the 4th of July. And guess what? I was able to help mul multiple customers, uh, you know, not necessarily talk them up to a more expensive model, but certainly help them pick between three models that were very similar. And what kind of, you know, that kind of customer service, that kind of assistance, oh my goodness. That's what brings people back. That's what builds brand loyalty. Well, I remember you even sharing a story even predating that that blog was when you were looking to buy a smoker. You know, you're you're a big cook, right? And when you, uh, you know, the, the, this may not have even really play into digital transformation too much, but I probably did in some way when you were looking to buy, hey, I want to buy the big green egg. And the person walked you back off of buying that to go buy a more traditional one that you probably could handle. That's, I mean, that to me is an, is was a perfect example of them being that consultant. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's... Again, if I'm treated, if I'm treated with information and candidly information that I can't get on the web, right? I mean, I can search on the web and I can look at prices and sizes and heat temperatures and throughputs and all these different things. But it's that, listen, if you go this direction, here are the challenges that you're going to face. If you go this direction, you'll have fewer, they'll be different. And they'll be easier, you know, if you're new in this business. So the digital transformation of business can be broken down into three categories, kind of the beginner, 
intermediate, and advanced. The first category, it's been dubbed the digital bolt-on. It's where an organization believes in a little bit of digital technology. They understand the use of maybe uh, a new POS system or a more advanced inventory system or something, but they're not all in. These are really great first steps, and they help you get to the next level of transformation, which is the kind of intermediate level. This is where the organization allows the technology to transform their business model. It's not surface level anymore. It actually changes the way they do business in a good way. This leads to the more advanced, the third level. And not everybody wants to or needs to get to this level, but this advanced level, the digital disruption, where the technology transforms the entire industry. So not only their operations day to day, not only their business model, but it affects how that entire industry operates. You know, on that on that middle tier, the first thing that comes to my mind is how um, retailers now are shipping stuff from stores rather than from just centralized distribution centers. Uh, you know, it used to be that at the end of a season, every store in the chain would have all this leftover inventory, you know, that they sold and they didn't sell, and, you know, and they had to, to scrap it or do whatever they do with that. Well, now, as I see demand rising in a particular area, it's a few computer clicks and mouse, mouse clicks, and we're moving that inventory out of that store where it wasn't moving, or, or we're shipping it from that store to a customer, their local, saving on, uh, on shipping costs. And it, it has transformed the way that industry is serving their customers and managing their inventory. Yeah, it's being shipped from four blocks away and not from four states away. And it just makes sure that you utilize all of the inventory no matter where it's sitting. It doesn't always have to come, oh, it's an online order. It has to come from the distribution center. Nope, it can come from here. Uh, and, I mean, I've been visiting with some of our retail customers, and they take me and they show me this stuff in the back office. And, you know, you, Chuck, you may have ordered two shirts, a pair of shorts, and some shoes from your favorite brand. You know what? The shirts came from one store, the shoes came from a fulfillment center, and the shorts came from a second store because it's just where they had the inventory balance, and they just you just got shipped to you. And this helps solve that conflict between the online ordering system and the physical store locations. And this thing where the local store feels like they are competing with their own company when they refer a customer to the website to buy something. Well, and we, and we saw this as the, the, the predecessor to all everything you're just talking about was the term we all heard a billion times, which was omni-channel. Omni-channel, yes. Right. And that, that word, you know, is still just insane because it's, it, it to me, right, what we're experiencing now with this digital transformation is the omni-channel like 5.0 now, right, where, you know, you are, no longer is there a stigma between doing something in a store and doing something online. Retailers are now not necessarily being forced, but now they want to make sure that it's an endless aisle. You know, we're, we're, we're working on various projects right now with customers that uh, that talk about how they want to make it so that this, the journey from walking into a store to actually buying something online is seamless. You know, making that readily accessible and making it essentially teaching retailers and teaching their employers how to leverage that has been fascinating to watch. I agree. Yeah, definitely. Now, it would seem that certain businesses may or may not even care to go digital, may not even want to have this transformation. But there's a really good example of a business that you wouldn't maybe think would want to even go digital. 
and that's uh, John Deere. And for over 175 years, they've been building tractors. It's a very mechanical inventory. Everything's mechanical. It's gas powered. It, you know, our grandfathers used these these tractors. But what John Deere did is they started to implement hyperconnectivity, data analysis, smart technology solutions remote diagnostics, precision planting, and now they're transforming the entire industries. All farming seems to be picking up on their digital transformation. And so uh, by leveraging these digital technologies, they're helping their customers understand this. What's the difference between my tractor from 30 years ago and the tractor I want to buy today? And why is that? Because today's shoppers, today's consumers crave information. There's not enough information ever for them to be able to make a, like a decision like that. So like somebody who's looking at their grandfather's tractor like you just talked about, and then they're looking at buying the next generation of tractors. They, they, before they even walk onto a lot to go talk to somebody, they want to have every bit of information there is to know about that certain product so that if they go into a dealership for a tractor or a car or, sh- or a shoe store or something like that, they need that the employee, they need that employee to be able to augment that experience and enhance it because if they can't, there's no loyalty built there. Well, and I was going to, I was going to point out too, after listening to, to, to your comment about John Deere, we've been talking about how companies have changed their processes and their things by using more digital technology. John Deere changed their product. Yeah. So now this tractor, it, you know, it drives down the field and it's re, it's marking exactly where it's dropping the seed, the fertilizer, the quantities. It's when you turn the corners, you're not missing big swaths or anything like that. So they took digital transformation to the product and they are making lives better for farmers and people who, who work with these, these large pieces of equipment. And I think the same thing's true at Caterpillar. Yes. Yeah. You know, Caterpillar's doing the same thing. And, and so it's not, oh, uh, you know, we're going to automate the, 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 the shipment of Caterpillar or John Deere equipment. We're going to make the equipment so automated that you can do more, you can do it faster, you can do it more accurately, and then helping them with the data and stuff so that you know where you've planted, what you've planted, what you've done. It's an ecosystem that you really want to be a part of. You have analytics data coming into you. You can really take control of a lot of information that wasn't really readily available before. The example that keeps coming to my head is the total wine example that we've seen where they've been able to transform and kind of change the shopping of wine experience where, you know, somebody walks in, you know, say they're throwing a party and they don't, they're trying to impress somebody. Total Wine has this desire to make it so that they're their one-stop shop, their destination place. So now they've armed their employees with, say, like a kiosk or something like that, with the education they need to be able to give that person that immersive experience. So it's been fascinating to watch that. Now they are really a, a thought leader, right? They're, they're, people are looking to Total Wine and saying, wow, you guys are growing so fast and why? And perhaps it's because they've figured out a way to maximize that transformation. And they've done it in a way that's not impersonal. That's the big fear about the, the screen, the computer, the robot, is that it's no longer friendly. But they've done it in a way that really enhances the interaction between the human being, the associate, and then their customer. And I think that's critical. I think if you turn it into a cold and machine-like environment, you're going to lose. I, th- I think you need to, as we said at the outset, um, use the machines for what they're good at, repetitive, recurring tasks, and then let the humans take on that element that just has to be dealt with in the moment, the relationship, 
uh, those kind of things. Yeah, the human touch. Well, listen, uh, I think this is a great start to uh, to our podcast. We welcome those of you that are joining us here with episode one. You know, you're in on the ground floor. Uh, we look forward to sharing hundreds of other ideas and talking about topics that are related to the digital transformation of business. So give us a like, tell your friends, and thanks for joining us.